0: The Mishnah says that today, the 15th day of Shabbat, is Rosh Hashanah Le'Ilanos, New Year's Day for trees. And we celebrate their special day by eating fruits from the Shiva Samina. If you think about it, wouldn't it make more sense to celebrate the Rosh Hashanah for the trees in the middle of the spring or in the summer, when the trees are full of fruits and they are flourishing and blossoming? Why is it that Tu always falls out in the dead of the winter, when all the trees are totally barren and seemingly bereft of any signs of life? So Chazal tell us, when this special day of Tu arrives, some sort of Tchis Amesim begins. Something happens under the earth. A life-giving sap begins to work its way up through the trees to give them new vitality, and that resurrects plant life. This sap starts to express itself in buds and flowers and eventually into luscious fruits that the trees will produce in the coming spring and summer. The Satmar Rebbe in his say for says that when the Mishnah says Tu is the Rosh Hashanah for the fruits of the tree, it's alluding to our fruits, our children. He says on Tu we are judged on how we are raising our children. Are we giving them enough shade are we supplying them with enough water? Are we giving them the tools to blossom and grow? Are we giving them the proper attention and affection for them to prosper and to flourish? The Pasik and Pasha Shoiftim asks, Ki Adam eitz asada? Is the tree of the field a human? The Pasik is asking a rhetorical question, but Chazal expound on the Pasik and take it literally. Ha'adam eitz asada? Man is compared to a tree of the field. And the morale explains, just like a tree, whatever toil and effort you expend on planting it, that's how many leaves and fruits it will produce. Similarly, a parent, whatever effort and energy they imbue into their children, that's how much they will thrive and grow. So why do we celebrate Tu Bishvat in the middle of the winter, when the trees are devoid of its leaves and fruit? Because on Tu Bishvat we celebrate potential we embrace the possibilities. Even though at times it seems that the energy and toil we invest in our children are in vain, and, it, and we become frustrated and discouraged to continue our efforts. But as far magdoshim explained, even though it seems that we are not having any influence on them, we should still keep on teaching, keep on persevering, keep on going, because somewhere deep in the recesses of their hearts, it is having an impact. And it's waiting for the opportunity to burst forth and blossom with spiritual growth. And this brings to mind a beautiful idea from the first Gary Rebbe, the Chadish Harim. He asks, In Kriya Shema we say, B'hoi And these words which I command to you today, al you should place it on your heart, and you shall should, you should teach them to your children. Asks the Khadisha Rim, Al-Lavavecha, you shall place these words on your heart? bil in your heart. Says the Geri Sometimes we have a child and we reason with them, we preach, we talk, we try all different methods to educate them. And our words are not having an impact on them. And it seems like all our efforts is all for naught. It's falling on deaf ears. Their heart is clogged. Nothing is penetrating. So we become frustrated and discouraged and we give up hope, says the Torah. Don't give up hope. Take your words and put it put it on their heart. You keep on talking, keep on teaching, because one day their heart will open up. And all that you've taught them, all your words, all your inspiration and encouragements will slide right into their hearts. On Tu we are given the special gift, that sap, the opportunity to ignite that indestructible spark of one's godly soul that lies dormant beneath the surface. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.